This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And a very pleasant good morning, everybody. As always, good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind. And yesterday afternoon at Lone Depot Park in Miami, the Marlins closed out a three-game weekend set with the New York Yankees. Sandy Alcantara, the right-hander for Miami, was bidding for his seventh win of the season against the left-handed veteran Jordan Montgomery of New York. Seven fantastic two-hit shutout innings for Sandy Alcantara this afternoon goes for naught. Three costly errors in the eighth and the ninth innings of this one this afternoon have propelled the New York Yankees to a three-game weekend sweep of the Miami Marlins here today. Boy, this is uh, a ball game that'll make you question a lot on the ride home tonight if you're one of the guys downstairs in the clubhouse just knowing what could have been after what was such a Tremendous, tremendous start for Sandy Alcantara. Strikes out 10 the third time in his career. Ties a career high. Walked just one through 99 pitches, 64 strikes. And as you'll hear in just a couple of moments, two really terrible errors in the ninth inning. One of the eighth inning just cost the Marlins a ball game this afternoon. So let's take a look at the highlights from this one today. Alcantara versus Montgomery. Alcantara bidding for his seventh win of the season. The left-handed veteran reliever and starting pitcher Jordan Montgomery was putting in his case to win his fifth game of the season. This was a ball game that featured the Yankees and the Marlins. And the Yanks at 55 wins and 48 losses. And the Marlins at 44 and 60. The Marlins jumped out to a 1-0 lead in this ball game in the first against Montgomery. Miguel Rojas doubled the lead off the ball game. Jazz Chisholm followed with a single. There were runners on the corners with nobody out for Brian Anderson. Andy digs in. Montgomery out of the stretch. Here's the pitch. Andy hits it on the ground. Fair. Wade has it. Only plays the first. A long throw. They got him. An RBI ground out for Brian Anderson. A really nice play by Wade at third. An even better play on the receiving end by Rizzo. Chisholm goes the second. Rojas scores from third. It's an RBI for Anderson. And the Marlins are out to a 1-0 lead. And believe it or not, that would be the only run scored in this ballgame until late in the eighth inning. Jordan Montgomery went five innings for the New York Yankees, allowed three hits, a run. It was earned one walk, five strikeouts through 81 pitches, 55 strikes. And Clay Holmes, Joely Rodriguez, and Zach Britton worked three innings. And that got him to the ninth inning in this ballgame this afternoon that we'll uh, get to in just a moment. Again, Sandy Alcantara was fantastic seven shutout two hit innings a ball walked one struck out 10 through 99 pitches and 64 strikes this was a one nothing marlins lead through seven innings in this ball game it could have been more they did not capitalize on a couple of opportunities they left two on base in the fifth inning an inning that featured against montgomery brian de la cruz collect his first major league hit he was on first with nobody out. Sandy Leone walked. There was two on and nobody out. Magnery Sierra grounded into a fielder's choice. They were on the corners with one out. Sierra stole second base, his sixth stolen base of the season, second and third with one out in the fifth inning. 
They were at the bottom of the order. Sandy Alcantara grounded out the third. Then Miguel Rojas struck out. So the Marlins uh, collect two hits in the first inning. They get one hit in the fifth inning, but they leave two on there. Didn't leave anybody on base. Second, third, fourth, sixth. They left one on in the seventh. It was a one nothing Marlins lead. We went to the eighth inning in this ball game this afternoon. On for Miami came Anthony Bass. Brett Gardner rudely interrupted uh, Bass's appearance. First pitch swinging a single into center field. Bass bounced back to strike out D.J. LeMayhew. Then Giancarlo Stanton reached on a fielding error by Brian Anderson. This was a routine ground ball. You know, and I'll take that back. It was a ball that was on the ground to the left of Andy. And if we hear from him shortly, he's going to tell you that's a ball I've got to make. And it could have been an inning-ending double play. Anderson bobbled it. Gardner was safe at second. The throw to first was wild, not in time. The Yankees had runners on first and second in the top of the eighth inning with one out. And then James Rousen took Bass out of the game. He brought Richard Blyer on to face Anthony Rizzo. Here's the 1-0 pitch. Rizzo swings line drive left field base hit. The Yankees have tied this baseball game in the top of the eighth inning. It's 1-1 after the Anthony Rizzo one out. Runners on the corner. RBI single to left. So that tied the ball game at one apiece. And following Rizzo, the big man Aaron Judge. Stanton down to second. Rizzo's on at first. Gardner stored. Now it's 1-1. Yanks are looking for more. Here's a swing of a line drive. Into left field. The base hit. Stanton's around third. He's coming home. Here comes a throw to the plate. It's cut off by Anderson. A throw back to third. Rizzo's out at third. Stanton scores. Now a throw goes back to first. Judge is safe at first. Rizzo's out at third. Stanton scores from second. And the New York Yankees have a 2-1 lead. A costly, costly error by Brian Anderson leads to two Yankees runs in the top of the eighth inning. It was 2-1 after eight. I mentioned the Yankees' bullpen did a fantastic job this afternoon. They tossed four shutout innings. They allowed just one hit. Zach Britton got the eighth inning. He breezed through Alfaro, Rojas, and Chisholm. Rojas reached with one out in the eighth inning. He walked in Chisholm. Uh, bounced into a 3-6-3 inning-ending double play. We went to the ninth, but the Yankees weren't done. Dylan Floral was on for the Marlins. He struck out Gary Sanchez. He got Rugnet Odor to fly out to center field. There was nobody on base and two outs in the ninth inning. Glaber Torres singled, and then following Torres, a wild, wild, crazy play with Brett Gardner at the plate. 2-2. Floral comes set out of the stretch. There goes Torres. The pitch is grounded. To the right side, into the shift. Jazz Chisholm bobbles it. There's no play. Torres is going to third, and now the ball gets away from Rojas. It was an awful throw by Jazz Chisholm. The ball is in shallow right field. Rojas picks it up on his rear end. All the way from first, all the way around comes Glaber Torres, and the Yankees have a 3-1 to one lead. And what I failed to mention there is... Uh, well, no, Chisholm never had a play after he bobbled it, but then he launched the ball to third and just compiled the first error into two. And coming all the way around from first to home was Glaber Torres. The Yankees had a 3-1 lead. Araldis Chapman came on bidding for his 22nd save of the season. Struck out Anderson swinging, got Aguilar looking. Lewis Brinson scorched the ball to center field, but right at Brett Gardner. And this ball game came to an end. The Yankees beat the Marlins by a final score 
of 3-1. The Yankees now 56-48. and 48. The Marlins fall to 44-61. and 61. The Yankees three runs, six hits, one error this afternoon. For the Marlins, one run, four hits, three errors. All three errors coming in the eighth and ninth inning of this afternoon's contest. Joely Rodriguez collects his first victory in his first appearance as a New York Yankee. Anthony Bass falls to one and six for the Miami Marlins. Again, Araldis Chapman collects his 22nd save of the season. Yanks two for seven with runners in scoring position this afternoon. The Marlins were one for seven. Yankees leave five on base. The Marlins left four on base. Alcantara was brilliant. Tied a career high with 10 strikeouts. Tossed seven shutout, two hit innings. Uh, bullpen, all things considered, did an okay job. It's just uh, Anderson and Chisholm comp- uh, tallied three big errors there late in the game. And unfortunately... Uh, cost the Marlins in this ball game this afternoon. Started at 110, finished at 304. Our time of game was three hours and four minutes. Finished at 414 in front of 20,758 at Lone Depot Park in Miami this afternoon. For the Marlins today, strikeout totals for you. That would be 13 and $325 has been donated to the AutoNation Dry Pink Initiative to fight against cancer. And for every strikeout this season, $25 will be donated to the Drive Pink Initiative. Two costly errors down the stretch. Cost the Marlins in Game 3. Yanks sweep the three-game weekend set from the Marlins. Let's hear from acting manager James Rousen after the ball game. Thanks, Jason. Uh, James, just a couple of errors that ended up being costly late in the ball game. Did you feel like maybe those were a couple of plays that were just rushed? What did you see in that eighth and ninth inning? Uh, you know, it seemed like it could have got a little fast at times, you know, and, and all of a sudden, you know, you're in a game like that. Um, you've been winning the game all day long. and You're, you know, you're, you're fighting and battling, trying to get back in there. You know, you got a chance to win. So I think sometimes, you know, you may speed up a little bit and, and those plays happen. Um, these guys are professionals. They get after it, you know, but errors happen throughout the year. You just have to brush it off and, and keep and keep going forward. How about Sandy? Uh, Look dominant out there today. Uh, what did you see from him and the way he was able to set the tone for the game early on? I mean, wow. I mean, I don't, I don't know how much more. I mean, you can say. I mean, that was phenomenal. I mean, he went out there and, and, and he pitched great. I mean, he kept this in, in, in the game and he kept that lineup, um, which is a, a dominant lineup at this point in this league, and he kept that lineup down, which is hard to do. Um, he got swing and miss. Um, he got guys to miss pitches in the zone. I mean, he, he did everything that you could do to go out there. That was a dominant performance from, from Sandy. Christina. Yeah, James, you might've touched upon it a bit, but just as like a, you know, bench coach, offensive coordinator, usually just what do you think was so effective or made him so difficult from an offensive standpoint? Um, I think it's tough when, when a guy can, can get you out in and out of the zone, you know, when he can throw pitches for strikes and then you, you try to get him in the zone and, and, and those are strikes. And then later on, you're like, you know, that looked like a strike before. And now you chase it and that ball's down out of the zone. I think it was just tough for hitters to to figure out where they're going to end up balls or strikes. He had that much movement going on. And when, when a pitcher does that, it makes it tough. You go up there with a plan and he can actually put pitches in an area that look like they're going to end up where you think they will and they don't. And, you know, he was able to do that really effectively today. Once you do that, you start getting a lot more chase from hitters who don't normally chase. Jordan. Hey, James, uh, all three games decided by two runs. You guys were in everything going to the end, but not able to get the clutch hit or the clutch play. Just what is the mood in the clubhouse after again? This seems like the theme throughout the year. You guys get close against some of the big teams, but still can't get over that hump. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's funny because we, you know, we talked just a little bit about it and, and, 
you like it's kind of like I said yesterday. You know, you, you try to tell these guys come in, you go, you play, and after this game, they'll get a chance to analyze and, and you analyze what you think you did good. You analyze what you think you can do better. Um, each guy does that individually, and then you come together as a team. And, and tomorrow's game is coming. So I think the mindset is they can't. You can't get stuck in the last one. Once that game is over, it's over. They gotta like kind of keep moving forward. So that's the message. When I say keep fighting, keep pushing forward. The message is you keep moving into that next game. You keep moving to that next one. And ultimately, you wait for these chips to fall for you when you're on the right side of these games. Um, it's tough to be on the, the losing end of these close games right there. And I know it's tough for the players in the clubhouse. But the mindset is if you look at what you did, you analyze the good, you analyze the bad. And, and you're ready to, to move forward and come out tomorrow and, and do it again. You have, to, you have to keep your energy positive. You have to keep moving, moving forward. If not, you make it a lot longer and a lot tougher on yourself. And we, we got a good group of guys that are willing to do that. And then uh, Brian De La Cruz gets his first hit, had a lot of good contact throughout the weekend. What's been your impression over this series? And as a secondary question to that, about how many at-bats do you need to see from a new guy before you can start really making a judgment or start really figuring out what, what this guy is? Yeah, it was number one. I was really excited to see him get first hit. Um, you know, it's, it, that's awesome. I mean, you only get that one time in your career. So it was a really cool day for him and Brian Miller as well you know, able to get his first knocks. So we had some guys able to do some of those things in the last couple of days, which has been pretty cool with, um, with De La Cruz. I mean, you know, right now it's, it's like you said, we're, I'm just looking at him, watching him, let him get comfortable, let him play. He's got a great track record. You know, I mean, he may be like kind of just getting up here with us and us getting a chance to see him, but you know, we have the, the opportunity to look at video, look at pass at bass, look at what he's done in his career and things like that. So I expect this guy's got a really good swing. Um, he can drive the ball to all fields, really, you know, stays inside the ball really well, gets the bat head out, has has some power, but also can can impact it to all fields away. So I think we just got to kind of watch it more, let him get comfortable here with us and see what happens. But as far as how many more you need to see, it's not really a number. It's just a matter of him getting comfortable being here. And, and I think he'll kind of produce the way he's always produced. Christina, you have another one? Yeah, I was just hoping maybe if you had talked with Donnie how he's feeling and then also with coaching staff, if you guys decided how, you know, the next maybe few days or so we're going to go. Um, so I, I, I talked with Donnie through text a little bit uh, earlier so uh, to see how he was doing. And, um, you know, I, I can report like it didn't, it, nothing was, uh, you know, really bad. I mean, he obviously he didn't feel great, but he felt he felt a lot better. So it was, it was good to talk to him, just knowing that he's starting to feel better in this process. And, um as a staff, we're just kind of trying to, you know, pull the weight until obviously until Donnie gets back here. And, you know, we've, we've, we've gotten together these last couple of days. We'll probably talk a little more in the next few days. Haven't really talked about adding um, anybody at this point. So we haven't had that conversation or talked about doing that yet. But not to say that we won't. It just depends on what will happen. But, you know, my, my, my text with Donnie today was, was positive. Acting manager James Rousen after the Marlins loss to the Yankees yesterday afternoon. Tyler McGill will take the ball for the New York Mets at Lone Depot Park in Miami tonight at 7-10 to be determined who toes the rubber for Miami. When we know, you'll know. We're on the air at 640 with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.